This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome, everyone. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. A hot topic and one that I find fascinating is aging and regenerative medicine. Joining me today is Dr. Ian White, a trailblazer in this field with over 20 years of experience working with stem cells, regenerative cells, tissue regeneration. He's considered one of the leading experts in the industry. So thank you so much for being here, Dr. White. Oh, Claudia, thanks very much for inviting me. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, I thought it was going to be a really great conversation for listeners because we all want to stay as young and as youthful as possible. So talking about, you know, aging and anti-aging and regenerative health, I think is like the hottest topic right now, but it's overwhelming to understand you know, the basics and the, and like the stem cells and all those interesting scientific words. So I thought we'd start by explaining what stem cells are and why they're so important to our health and our regeneration. A lot of people are very interested in the space right now, but it's really, really hard to get information, at least uh, information that makes a lot of sense because there's so much misinformation that's uh, readily available. So I kind of took it upon myself a few years ago to leverage some of my 20 years experience working with stem cells to try to educate the public, to educate physicians, because physicians aren't taught regenerative medicine in uh, medical school. So they really need to find other sources of information. And because I've been studying this area for so long, I've gained a lot of experience. I've learned a lot of things. Um, and one of the things that I've learned that are most critical for this space is that a lot of people call these types of therapies that when we're talking about regenerative medicine, they call them stem cell therapies, and they're really not stem cell therapies. For the most part, the regenerative medicine, at least that I work with, they don't contain any stem cells. And if they do, those stem cells are too naive to actually contribute to the regenerative process. So when we're talking about stem cells and the stem cells that I studied, were either embryonic stem cells, or they were induced pluripotent stem cells, or they were adult stem cells. And those are the stem cells, the adult stem cells, which mediate the repair, but those are endogenous. Those belong to us. Those are inside each of our tissues. And those are the cells that respond to regenerative therapy. So the therapies activate our own stem cells. We're not actually transplanting new stem cells to the to the patient. I actually didn't know that. I thought that's what we were doing is that we are kind of injecting ourselves with these new brand new cells and it kind of seemed counterintuitive. So basically we're just teaching our body to regenerate what's already existing. That's exactly right. So our body knows how to regenerate and it does it every single day because if it didn't we wouldn't be here. We lose millions and millions of cells every single minute and if those cells weren't replaced uh, we wouldn't have very long to live. So our body knows how to repair. The problem is, as we age, our body turns those processes off and we sort of forget. Our body forgets how to repair itself. And what we do with regenerative medicine is we give the body back the tools that it needs to remember how to regenerate so then we can re uh, regenerate and repair tissue just like we did when we were younger. So when we're talking about regeneration, we're referring to regenerating joints and tissues. Does that include organs? Does that include, um, you know, some of the accessory tissues like ligaments, tendons, muscles? 
is that what we're referring to or are we just referring to like you know beauty <laughs> right well a lot, some of our organs are better at regenerating than others so for example our liver is very good at regenerating and we've known about liver regeneration for for hundreds of years if not thousands of years our skin regenerates uh, we constantly are losing skin cells but the problem is that there are tissues in our bodies, there are organs that do not regenerate as readily. Uh, for example, the brain does not regenerate very readily. Uh, the heart uh, does not regenerate very well at all. Um, and certainly our joints, um, collagen doesn't turn over very fast. And so in the body, when we're trying to stay healthy, trying to stay fit, we're fighting against the degeneration of these slow regenerating tissues. And eventually everything catches up. We wrinkle, we go gray, uh, we age, and we succumb to the symptoms of aging. So do you believe and do you feel that there is really a way to avoid, or is this a way to avoid aging? Or are we simply, obviously we're slowing it down. That's the goal because we're not going to avoid getting older. Are we really on the road to minimizing the aging process? Like how long can we anticipate that we're going to live? There are a lot of species that exist uh, on earth today they share the same DNA that we have, and they found strategies where they can prolong their lives for many hundreds of years, um, if not indefinitely. Um, we, if we look at the lobster, or if we look at what's called the immortal jellyfish, Teratopsis dornii, they found strategies to be able to repair their tissue indefinitely. And so many lobsters actually don't show any signs of aging at all. Um, they only die because we either eat them um, or they just grow so big, they can't molt uh, anymore. So when we're talking about regeneration of our tissues, um, what we're talking about is trying to slow the aging process because what we find is that almost every disease of humans has a, um, a relation to the aging process. The older we get, the more likely we are to get certain diseases. And in fact, once we reach 65, um, over 80% of us are going to have at least one major symptom of aging that will ultimately uh, like unlikely kill us. So our goal is to slow the aging process, is to allow the body to heal like it did when it was younger. And we've developed tools uh, that help us to do that. First of all, sign me up. I want to be a lobster. Um, <laughs> I mean, if I can live to be 200, why not? Um, but that, that is a huge impact on, you know, how we will be conducting our lives over the next, let's say 30 to 40 years. Is there a time to really start focusing on this regeneration or encouraging your body to regenerate? So should we start when we're in our twenties, thirties, or when we're in our forties, I'm raising my hand. Do we really focus on that at a certain time? Or is it something that we can start really at any age? Well, biology tells us that there's um, a period in our growth where we sort of switch. We switch from pro-regeneration, pro-growth to de degeneration. And that's around 20 years old. So between 20 and 25, um, usually when we're in our reproductive prime, uh, do we then undergo this uh, metabolic switch and we start degenerating in that point? So it would be a good idea to start at that point, um, around 20 years old, to maintain the health of our cells, to maintain the health of our mitochondria. Um, but it's also never too late. You know, There are products that are available right now that are demonstrably uh, safe and effective for slowing the aging process and improving health. Um, like resveratrol, for example, that's something that everybody can get from their diet. Um, if you drink red wine, um, that's one of the highest 
uh, sources of uh, resveratrol, and that's why it's thought that a glass of wine may be helpful. Um, but there are many other sources um, of, uh, as, of res, excuse me, resveratrol. It's a hard word to say sometimes when you said it three times in a row. Um, but metformin uh, used to be used for type 2 di diabetes. Uh, these are products that are out there that people are using in order to help slow the process. And all that really does is teach the body how to maintain its mitochondria, how to reduce oxidative stress, because these are the accumulative damages that our bodies and our cells and our DNA accumulate over time that contribute to the aging process. So I am a chiropractor, so I still practice, um, you know, a lot in my two clinics. So what I see a lot are joint issues and they start from, you know, generally in the, in the thirties, we start to see a real, um, decline in the joint health, depending on how active or inactive a person is. So it's my mm -hmm. experience that the more active you are, the better your joints are you know, handle and, and help themselves regenerate. Right. So being as active as counterintuitive, but it's true. It's true. So the more active you are, the better your joints respond. So in my mind, I'm focusing on regenerative uh, treatments and therapies to focus on joints. So one of the big things that we see a lot of is PRP. So, you know, the platelet rich plasma that gets injected into a joint is this what we're referring to because i know you're working on some fascinating things but is that what we're talking about so we'll be injecting joints organs in order to get this to stimulate those cells well a lot of things get thrown into the category of regenerative medicine and prp isn't quite there so what prp does is the provider will take your the patient's own blood uh, spin it down and take a fraction that is high in platelets and typically in neutrophils also and then inject that into an area that needs repair and the body responds by eliciting an immune response so you get inflammation and that inflammation uh, typically, when you have inflammation, you um, switch from a very pro-inflammatory pro uh, situation to a pro-regenerative situation once that inflammation has resolved itself. So the body responds to injury with inflammation, hoping then on the backside to activate the regenerative side, and that's how PRP works. It acts as an irritant. So it irritates the body. The body responds with inflammation. That inflammation then drives the regeneration on the backside. So it's sort of regenerative medicine, but the type of regenerative medicine we're talking about is providing the body something novel that it doesn't have. And we provide that through a process of extracting a product from uh, perinatal tissues. So perinatal tissues have all these young signals that the body needs and the body has lost through age. We're able to supply that uh, to a patient and the body is able to utilize them like it would when it was younger because it no longer makes these growth factors and these products and turn them into uh, new cells. Um, it's able to stimulate the immune system and also the stem cells in its own body. And so that's how we see um, uh, a, a, a reparative process. And what's fascinating is that when we look at these perinatal tissues, especially Wharton's jelly, which is derived from the umbilical cord, it shares very similar characteristics to synovial fluid. So when you have arthritis and when your jo joints start to erode on each other, um, you're losing synovial fluid, you're losing tissue. And the job of synovial fluid is sort of to protect those joints from each other, especially if you're running or jumping or walking. Um, it's really fascinating, but synovial fluid is a, what's called a non-Newtonian fluid, 
which means that under pressure, uh, it actually changes its characteristics and becomes a semi-solid for a second. So where it's normally a liquid, when you put it under pressure, it becomes a semi-solid to absorb uh, the, the, the pressure of, um, of a jump or a walk or something like that. And Wharton's jelly behaves exactly the same way. So when you inject it into a joint, it actually provides a cushioning, but also has, has this protective effect, just like synovial fluid, to prevent the joints from actually smashing together while you're walking or jumping around in addition to all of the growth factors and exosomes that it's releasing to try to promote the, the repair of the, the joint at the same time. When we come back, Dr. Ian White, CEO of Neobiosis. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Dr. White and I were discussing the latest advances in regenerative medicine. We learned what it is, and now Dr. White is going to tell us all about his work at Neobiosis. So let's talk about Neobiosis. Our goal at Neobiosis is to create these new generation of medicines, uh, which are natural form of medicine from the body, from the birthing process. Um, so the, the baby isn't harmed in any way. Um, the mother consents for the, the afterbirth uh, to be collected by an AATB accredited um, organization who then ship product to us in our uh, CGMP facility that's FDA registered and FDA inspected. And we're able to turn th those products into medicines for physicians to use for many different indications, uh, typically associated with the aging process. And our goal isn't necessarily to provide an alternative to pharmaceuticals, but really we're trying to find a mechanism to improve the health span of individuals. Because as we age, we lose this ability to heal our tissue and so many people suffer towards the end of their lives. So our goal uh, just like the goal of many other companies out there, and there are billions of dollars pouring into this industry. Um, Jeff Bezos uh, actually very famously put a lot of money into Altos Labs recently, and they raised over $3 billion uh, at the very beginning for this anti-aging research. So our goal is to do that research also, but all, in addition to actually translate this medicine from the bench uh, to the bedside to give patients access to real medicine that really works uh, right now. And it's incredibly affordable compared to alternatives that typically don't work for a lot of people. So you'll be collecting um, perinatal tissue. And so it doesn't have to be your own genes or something for, like it doesn't have to be your own. You'll just be collecting and utilizing from those people that have agreed to, you know, it's like, it's like donating your body to science, basically. Yeah. It's like donating your blood. People donate blood all the time. So it's similar to that. So the, the baby is healthy. This is uh, at a full term, healthy cesarean section. So the baby's already been delivered and it's just the afterbirth that's left. And we're able to collect that and turn that into, into medicine. So uh, again, it's under consent. And it's what's remarkable is that these tissues are transplantable into third parties. So we don't need to match blood types. Uh, we're able to use these products, which are acellular 
purified amniotic fluid is an acellular product. It doesn't contain cells. It doesn't contain DNA. But what it does contain are all the growth factors and instructions the body needs in order to be able to learn again how to heal itself. My practice is mainly treating people who are, you know, trying to stay as active as possible. Those are my favorite because, um, you know, we can keep people living longer, better and more abundant lives. But what are the indications for athletes, for example, who, you know, their bodies go through a lot of stress, um, you know, just for through training. And we just look at them on the court and on the diamond and on the soccer field. And we don't know how much work gets done on their bodies. What are the indications? What are the implications, positive implications of this type of regenerative therapy for athletes? Well, these kinds of therapies are critical for these athletes because for them, their body is a paycheck. If they're not on the court or if they're not on the field, uh, typically they're not getting paid. So it's important for them to repair and regenerate as fast as they can. And there are many, many sports athletes that are utilizing regenerative medicine right now. In fact, Kobe Bryant was one of the first to really adopt it. But now it's very widespread throughout professional sports because of the positive impact of getting players back to healthy faster than they normally would. Um, for example, we had a, a patient recently that we wrote up in a, in a case report where she had a firework incident and burned her leg, third degree burns. And because our body takes longer to heal when we're older, her physicians predicted about two to three months recovery. We were able to apply the product topically and it healed within six days. So those kinds of turnaround times are essential for professionals because they need to get back out there. They need to heal faster and they just can't do it as they keep getting older because the body loses the resources. It loses the endogenous stem cells and those stem cells lose the ability to repair. They just become naive. They become what we call senescent. When it comes to, um, you know, surgeries, for example, so let's say somebody has, you know, a massive surgery, knee replacement or hip replacement. Can we, can we consider using this product in to help healing as for that as well ideally what we would like to do is prevent those knee replacements in the first place because um, you know knee replacements are prolific uh, in this country and they typically uh, well, I'd say typically they don't often work um, and when they do work they often need replacing a few years down the road so if we can prevent progression to surgery uh, that's the ideal thing for us and that's what we're trying to do but yes if there is a need for surgery and often there is a need there's sometimes there's just nothing that can be done other than um, an intervention with surgery regenerative products can help there are amnion patches that can help heal wounds faster um, internally and externally uh, we're able to reduce scarring we're able to boost the body's innate ability to heal itself and recover faster and in fact we just received an ind approval from the fda to treat post-covid because it boost the body's ability to repair itself after insult from the virus, but also after the insult from the inflammatory response that the virus causes. So these products are topical as well as ingestible? So they are not currently ingestible, although we are working on a product uh, that would be ingestible. Uh, we are also working on a product um, for as a suppository uh, for certain diseases of the gastrointestinal tract. Uh, but most applications of the cosmetic product we have a, a brand called Lilium. Those are topicals and it's available at myliliumlife.com where uh, aesthetic physicians or providers can access these uh, therapies and what they can do is use them for rejuvenation of skin. Um, 
part of the reason why we get wrinkles is because we lose uh, a fundamental component called hyaluronic acid. But hyaluronic acid typically in all of these major brands is derived from animals. It's actually derived from the comb of a rooster. Um, so uh, it's animal derived or it comes from bacteria. That's the alternative um, source of hyaluronic acid. However, what we've developed in our products and our Lillian products is a hyaluronic acid from Wharton's jelly, which is the umbilical cord. So there's no risk of uh, viruses and there's no risk of adverse events. Um, and so we're very excited to launch this new line of natural uh, cosmetics from the birth uh, tissues. Since most of us think of the fountain of youth when we hear regeneration, should that be the goal of all the research and effort that is going into regeneration? Uh, we're based here in Florida, where Ponce de Leon actually came to look for the fountain of youth. Uh, so uh, there was an interesting article written about us recently. But no, I, I don't believe that what we're really doing here is looking for the fountain of youth. Uh, what we're doing is we're looking to improve health span and uh, again, if we're able to improve the quality of life, uh, we may get some extension of life too, but we really want to be healthy. We want to be in our you know, 20s, 30s, 40s for 80, 90, 100 years. That's, that's really our goal. We don't want to waste away uh, when we have the most financial resources um, and when we have the most worldly experience. We want to be able to utilize those when we can. But unfortunately, the way that we age and, um, uh, these days, uh, now, nowadays, is, is uh, contrary to that. So we want to try to change that paradigm. But it was, it's really interesting that a, a study came out by the Oxford um, Business School a few years ago that recognized that if we were able to add just one year of health span to the population, I'm not talking about life, uh, lifespan, I'm talking about just health span. If we were able to add one year of health span to the entire population, we would add um, $78 trillion to the economy, just one year. And if we did that for 10 years, if we increased the health span, again, just allowing people to continue working for an additional 10 years, that's over almost 400 trillion, so 380 trillion dollars uh, to the world economy. So that's how valuable um, it can be. And that's sort of our goal is it's not really about allowing rich people to live forever because these kinds of technologies will be available uh, to everybody. What it's about is reducing the burden of aging. Because as I mentioned before, if you're over 65, uh, you have an 80% chance of getting one, at least one, of the debilitating diseases associated with aging. So whether that's Alzheimer's, whether that's um, cardiovascular disease, we need, what we want to try to do is not address each of those individual diseases. We want to treat the symptom up up top. We want to we want to go upriver and prevent those aging uh, symptoms um, altogether. So we don't have to worry about cardiovascular disease. We won't have to, have to worry about neurodegenerative disease because we're all going to age as if we're in our forties and fifties, and we're going to sort of you know gracefully age in that way. You summed it up perfectly, and that was the message of this segment with you: is that we don't realize what an impact aging has when it's not graceful. It has an impact on everybody in your family, in your life. It has an impact on the country as a whole because it costs money to maintain people's uh, health when they're not healthy. So, you know, longer workforce, longer ability to contribute to the economy is really the end goal. And if we want to bring it back down to something so simple, 
Um, we want to just be able to live our best life. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, um, there's a time issue associated with all of this as well, because we know that we only have a finite amount of time to build wealth and also build family. And so there are traditionally women who have to make a choice. Do I start a family or do I start a career? And if we're able to increase health span and perhaps longevity, uh, then why not do both? Maybe uh, start a career and then start a family later in life or vice versa. We now have, hopefully we'll have those uh, options available to us and we just don't have them now. And I love this conversation because I am one of those women who at some point had to make a decision. Do I focus on my career or do I have kids? For me, aging was never an issue. I never imagined myself beyond 29, so I'm going to stick with it, 29 forever. <laughs> but it is a real thing, and I focus a lot on my joint health, obviously, for obvious reasons, but I don't want to be healthy and feel my best because I want to live to be, you know... Um, 200. I want to live really well the time that I'm here. And I see people with debilitating injuries. So like knee replacements, joints, just degenerating something simple, like a lumbar disc injury can really set you back 10 years, can really advance your aging that much more quickly. So if we're combining your regenerative therapies with a healthier lifestyle, the world is our oyster. Yeah. And you don't hear about a lot of those diseases in the young population because they are diseases of the elderly and only because the body forgets how to repair itself. It actively turns off the genes that contribute to repair and regeneration. And with regenerative medicine, we're able to teach the body how to turn those back on. And I think that is an amazing goal. What do you see the future of neobiosis working on? I mean, probably regenerative medicine is just hitting the tip of the iceberg, but there's probably a whole world below the water that we could uh, tap into. Yeah, well, at Neobiosis, we're heavily focused on the products that we're developing currently. Uh, we are very excited to launch the Lilium brand. And uh, what's next is hopefully the XPRIZE. Um, uh, if, if you're familiar with the original XPRIZE, that's what birthed a lot of the current um, space race uh, with all of the commercial mm -hmm. flights that we're seeing these days. And there's a new XPRIZE that is coming around the corner for HealthSpan. And we hope to be a contestant in that. And we have launched the Space Aging Research Institute as an institute to study uh, aging, but using space as a tool because we age differently in space, which is kind of remarkable. So we can utilize that as a brand new research tool to study aging. And so that's where a lot of my energy is going to be in the future is working on new countermeasures for aging, using space as a tool. And then I'll be communicating all of that through the American College of Regenerative Medicine, where I'm the vice president. And I would encourage anybody that's interested in learning more about regenerative medicine to come and join the American College of Regenerative Medicine. Uh, the fees are very low for um, uh, uh, the general population. Well, count me in because I want to stay 29 forever. Dr. White, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. I'm still fascinated. In fact, I'm even more fascinated now. And I'm sure the listeners all want to learn about the products you have coming out to learn a lot more about neobiosis. How can they do that? Well, it would be my honor if they uh, join me on LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn profile where I share uh, all the dates where I am um, engaged to speak. Uh, they can also join us at neobiosis.com. They can join us at tcarm.org, which is the American College of Regenerative Medicine. 
tacrm.org um, and also mylilliumlife.com if they're interested more in the cosmetic side uh, we have a lot of information on that website also and uh, they should see us pop up on clinicaltrials.org very soon with our clinical trial well i'll be checking those all out for sure and i encourage everyone to do the same thing you can always find me on instagram at claudia underscore macchiella or my website claudiamacchiella.com that's my show for this week if you missed it go to 105.9 theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.